Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Lisa Shermerhorn and Kevin Martin. You're each the co-founders of PeakPerformanceMindsetCoaching.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it. So from a high level, and uh, Kevin, Kevin just, uh, oh, look at that, coming in with a nice camera there. So yeah. Kevin, welcome back. Kevin was popping in off his phone and back in on a, on a desktop. But um, yeah, so explain from a high level what uh, Peak Performance Mindset Coaching does. Sure, Lisa, I'm going to leave that to, to you to start. All right, I'll start with that. Um, both of us have a background in working with people uh, in personal development and working with their subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both certified hypnotherapists and masters in neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, so we really help people get to the root cause of their issues. Mm -hmm. And as coaches, we're mindset coaches. So we help people really break through and eliminate all those limiting beliefs, all those blocks that get in their way, especially money mindset. I can't tell you how amazing it is when people really get in and start to discover what their true beliefs around money. And then they, they realize that they've been sabotaging themselves so much. And uh, we also work with people's why and help them get into alignment with who they are um, at a deeper level. Um, we're both certified why coaches. Mm. And what, what's a why coach and what is, what is why coaching? So one of the things that was really powerful, I, I discovered that there's this fellow, Gary Sanchez with the Y Institute. He saw Simon Sinek speak and he was wowed. Mm. And he went to Simon and he said, wow, tell me, I love this whole thing about discovering my why. How do I find that out? And Simon said, I don't know. You'll have to figure out your why on your own. Mm -hmm. So Gary went on to interview people uh, about for 10 years and discovered that there's actually nine whys. Mm. And so as a certified why coach, what we do is that we take these whys, you take a five-minute test to discover your why, and then we work with them to discover their how, how they do it, and what they bring. So it's important to have all three. So Kevin and I, what's interesting is we're both challenged. We think differently. So that's our why. And that why really is amazing how it infiltrates all parts of your life. So I think differently in the ways that I live in a log cabin in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> the side of a mountain. It's how I vacation. It's the type of cars that I drive. You know, everything is different. And I like to work with people who are different, innovative, outside the box yeah. thinkers. And Kevin has the same why. He's yeah. also challenged outside the box. Yeah, I discovered that I was that all my life. I've always challenged, you know, the stereotypical thinking and uh, I've been, you know, wanting to be different. And it's and it's wonderful and it's wonderful to bring into the business as well. Uh, so what so who do you typically work with and, and like who's coming to you and, and when they're coming to you? 
what are the pain points that they're talking about? Like, what are the, what are they concerned about? Well, we like to work, you know, there are people who are successful, you know, it's like you've ticked off that list, but they still feel empty inside because mm. they're not necessarily aligned with who they are. They're chasing a dream. They're chasing what the culture tells us, you know, they're chasing that list of, okay, I now have this house. I now have this car. I now have all these things. But that lasts for 30 seconds, and now they're feeling this sense of, I'm not sure who I am. I don't know where I belong. Uh, and, and so it's, it's about truly being aligned with who you are and making sure that you know who you are. Because here's the interesting thing with the why. When I discovered my why, my how, and my what. So my why is I challenge conventional thinking. Mm-hmm. How I do that is finding a better way. And what I bring is the ability to make sense out of complicated situations. As soon as I discovered that, it helped me own who I am, helped me own how I help other people. Because especially as someone who is challenged or thinks differently, Mm -hmm. I know for me, being different was not easy. Got bullied a lot. I had to struggle a lot through people um, judging me. And I always felt that I was broken. And as I, as I have developed myself and learned to own that, then it became really empowering for me to stand in, yes, I'm different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, many people who don't own their why often have shame around it. For instance, I had a client whose why is simplify. And so he consults with these uh, engineering companies. When he works with engineers, he'll get an email that's five pages long, and he would respond in four bullet points because he mm-hmm. could get through all the noise and get down to the brass tacks. And he didn't value his time, and so he didn't charge a lot. And once he realized that that was what his gift was, he tripled what he was charging because wow. he realized that he needed to take you know, people needed that skill that's set. And and here's the cool thing is when you are in alignment with who you are, it's easy and effortless to be you. It's work to not be you. And when people aren't in alignment with who they are, they're exhausted. They really struggle in life. Being you should not be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. Um, so let's talk about um, limiting beliefs. Like what are some more, what are some other common limiting beliefs that, that come up? Um, particularly, again, thinking about business leaders, um, business owners, um, you know, those who um, might be working in growth or sales or something like that, where, you know, I mean, we all have to perform, obviously, professionally, but um you know, I think, you know, and again, you know, mainly it's just, I think as I'm thinking of my own perspective, um, you can get in your own head. <laughs> and yes, you can. You <laughs> yes, you can. And, you know, when it, when it comes to sales, especially, and it, it, well, a lot of the people we work with are entrepreneurs and they're, and they're responsible for the sales themselves. But when it comes to sales, you can have these limited beliefs both on yourself and on your marketplace. I mean, this past year, you know, it was easy to believe that it was going to be difficult, if not impossible, to sell a lot of things. Yet there were some people out there just rocking it and, and doing an incredible job. And you find that, by the way, for some reason, you find that in all depressions. And uh, the one we had, uh, the, the recession that we had in 2008 era, that brought companies like Uber out mm-hmm. 
there, right? There was no limiting beliefs in, in the heads of those, those founders. It's just so a lot of times limiting beliefs might be external, but a good deal of the time the limiting beliefs are internal. I can't do that. I don't have the experience. Uh, I my company can't do that because we just don't have the knowledge. Those limiting beliefs end up to be end up to be uh, solid black and white rules, and they don't think beyond it. Once they, once they've got the limiting belief, they don't think beyond it. They they don't allow themselves to to believe that they can do that. So yeah. so example. Examples of that are people who may have limiting uh, um, beliefs around either success or one of the things that's so fascinating are people who have a lot of money who are afraid they're going to lose it because depending upon how they're raised, they get, they have the scarcity mindset and the scarcity mindset works with people who don't have money or people who have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It, It affects them both. And I've seen it in both places. The fascinating thing is when you have people with a lot of money and they're churning, they're always worried about the money's going to run out. Money's going to run out. I'm never going to have enough. I'm never going to have enough. And it's this terrible hamster wheel and it really tortures them. Mm. And, and you have to get them to a point where when is enough enough? What is it that you're looking to fulfill yourself with? Because you're never going to get it outside of yourself. So these limiting beliefs is like, at what point are you going to be at peace with who you are? And and the real gift is when you can turn that into being of service to others, helping the people in your company find the right why. How many people are promoted into mediocrity because they're in the wrong place? They might have been a rock star at one point. Mm -hmm. They get promoted. But when you know the why of the people who work with you, they can be placed in the perfect position, you can communicate with them uh, and, and better understand them, especially people who have the why of trust. They're all about trust and trusting relationships. But if you betray someone's trust who has the why of trust, they're done with you. Yeah. So if you have a boss who has a, a why of trust or someone who works for you, knowing that can really change the dynamic between the two of you. Mm. Also, you know, limiting beliefs back to that, uh, they can be around money. They can be, uh, I, I shouldn't make that much money. One of my earlier clients, uh, every time he got to six figures, uh, he would sabotage it. He didn't really, he wasn't consciously aware of what was going on. And as it turned out, he had this belief that once he got making too much money, it, he would lose everything because it's exactly what happened to his father. He would lose everything. Relationships would go down the drain and uh, it would just be a disaster. So that was a limiting belief he had about he had about making money, making too much money. Um, And I think that's not uncommon. I think that's that's common. People will think that, you know, uh, in the back of their head, if I am that wealthy, I'm not going to be a good person Mm. or it's not going to be fun or it's not going to be. you know, something that, that I can live with. And I said in the back of the head, because you're not conscious of it, that it all comes from, you know, growing up a long time ago. So. So one of the things that I help people discover, well, Kevin and I both do is when that behavior is unconscious, usually it's that hamster Mm -hmm. wheel that you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And how you help identify it in you is what is that pattern? 
And if you have a belief that you can't trust people, you, you tend to attract people who you can't trust. Therefore, your belief is true. When you shift that and realize that you can trust people, then all of a sudden you start to attract people who are trustworthy. So it's really important to understand the power of your mind, the power of your subconscious mind and where those beliefs came from. And I always also have people look at who's triggering you. Because if someone is triggering you, there's a part of you that you need to heal and fix and they're showing you. So I always look at that as gratitude. Thank you for showing that. Now I know I have more work to do on myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if someone's like, man, I, I, I were, I just, I, I, how do I stop worrying? Like what, what's the process for, for letting go of that worry? Oh, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot, Kevin. Yeah, give, you, I give don't us know some you tools. Want <laughs> I, I want, I want something, uh, some homework that that someone listening can do. Okay. Practical tips. First of all, become you know becoming aware of where the worrying comes from is a is a big step. Okay, where where does it come from? What do you specifically worry? And of course, you know that worry is all about thinking the worst case, right? Mm -hmm. Worry is all about thinking something's going to go wrong. And it's usually thinking of worst case going wrong. One of the big problems with, with uh, worrying is the fact the way our mind works, the more you think about something, and it doesn't matter whether you're thinking about something you don't want or you want, mm -hmm. the more you think about it, the more you're going to bring it to you. And you, we, we bring it to us in a lot of different ways. We've always heard this term, self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. That is the way our mind works. That's why there is a self-fulfilling prophecy. We First of all, we tell our, our clients, okay, let's talk about what you want. Let's start thinking about what you want to happen as opposed to what you don't want to happen. Because that's mm -hmm. what worry is all about. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Then there are several techniques that we can use. There's a a technique with eye movement that I've developed that I use for a lot of different things and it works great for worry. Yeah. Is it and I appreciate that. What, what, you know, it, it, let's say before we start working and I understand, you know, we're going to come to you for the, for the big stuff, but maybe uh, some practical tips that we can at least, you know, if we're not quite ready okay. for that intervention, right. that at least we could do. Right. So reframing, reframing is one of the most important things that I do with my clients. Look at it from a different perspective. What are the gifts that this is giving me? Breathing. When you can get yourself to a point where you do some deep belly breaths to calm yourself down and get centered and grounded. Meditation, critical. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of techniques. Um, when someone's also anxious, they're you know getting grounded, getting out in nature, working with them. We have some tools. There's one where you literally take your fingers. Actually, Kevin taught me this. You take your fingers and you bring them out into your peripheral vision mm -hmm. and you have a lazy eye view and take a deep breath. Oh, that's that kind of cool. I never thought of doing that. Like, okay. If, if you're listening, you're like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't yeah. know what he's talking about. But so to describe it, um, imagine we're going to put your two fingers, maybe about 12 inches I'm the way I'm doing it. I don't know if it's the right yeah. way, yeah. but you know, you so I'm taking it. two fingers, putting them together about 12 inches in front of my eyes. And then I'm going to swing them around so that I can what barely see them barely in my peripheral. Yeah, barely see, but you want to, you want to see them. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, there's neuroscience. That's, a, that's like that. instantly I can, I can feel 
you know, it's, you know, anything that I can do to, um, you know, kind of quiet that monkey mind kind of thing. Exactly what that does. Mm. This this is instant. Um, as, As a matter of fact, what's really amazing is there's a part once you anchor that there's a technique where you tap your your knuckle and anchor that in and mm. then you won't have to do that anymore you actually mm. just tap your knuckle and it brings back the feeling yeah. um, i work with athletes too with golfers and using techniques like that so they can get once you pull the emotion out of something right. then you can be fully grounded and think about something and and really be quick on your feet emotion will will really get you out of sync but yeah the finger the finger thing and just and you'll get to a point where you don't even need to use your fingers you just use that lazy eyesight and just make sure you expand it it puts your brain into what we call alpha state mm. which is the learning state so you can do that before you need to absorb lots of information and then when you need to take a test or you need access to it you do it again and the information comes up very quickly it's, it's an amazing thing. It's a whole, it's a Hawaiian practice called Hakala. And uh, there's neuroscience behind it, but it works. It mm. works great. Yeah. As long as, you know, what I always contend with, you know, even if someone doesn't really understand the science, like if it works and your brain thinks it works, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Once, once in a while, you know, I get co- coaches that, you know, someone with a very analytical brain might say, well, that's a little woo woo for me. It's like, okay, that's fine. But if it relaxes you, if it, you know, kind of resets, you know, and you're able to, you know, bounce out of, um, you know, if you're, you know, kind of just rehearsing conversations over and over again, you can interrupt that cycle. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever tool you use that can help you do that. Anything's better than uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of. It's just like when you're constantly replaying conversations, ruminate, not ruminating, but it's, it's Rumin- like that, right? Yeah. No, ruminating is the word I use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of over and over. It, it's that hamster wheel. It's like yeah. over and over and over again, and you can't get off that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we, we want to we, we want to replace that too with uh, positive beliefs. So, for example, like if if I've got a scarcity mindset, and and trust me, I mean, growing up, um, very poor, working class, and in in the Midwest, you know, where there's always that culturally, there's that sensibility. At least, you know, how I was raised, you know, just like. Uh, you know, being wealthy was kind of a bad thing. And you always have to apologize if you, you know, hey, nice car. Oh, yeah, but I got it at a really good deal. Like you have to do that. And it's like, yeah, it's there's just like almost an embarrassment. And again, I, I may be I, I don't mean to transpose on an entire region of the country. No, I'm just going to no, speak but for Josh, myself. But Josh, I know that comes the up. thing about that. It does. I do a talk about money mindset and I show a picture of a mansion. And I ask everyone in the room, raise your hand if you want to make a million dollars a year. And everyone raises their hand. And Mm -hmm. then I say, please tell me about the people who live in this house. Oh, they hate each other. They're getting a divorce. Their kids hate them. Their kids are on drugs. They can't afford to heat the house. It always is amazing to me um, how people think about people with money because of the programming that we get on television. You know, how many times do you get to hear about people who have money who are great philanthropists and do really good things? Totally. We don't hear that. 
Oh, well, so, we should. And there are right. a I lot know, of yes. Them. We should. It depends, on, it depends. In popular media, we don't often enough. You know, I guess my view is a little perspective because I get to interview, uh, you know, six, seven, eight figure business owners on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Right? So I know the stuff that they do, but yeah. Right. Right. But the importance is once you identify what that belief is, because if you're getting triggered by people with money, then mm. you want to look at what's your money mindset. Mm. What what Kevin and I have the ability to do is go back through your life to those programs. You know, that that defined you, that those beliefs of how you were raised are a huge part of you. And that's beautiful, but that can also get in your way. Because oftentimes those beliefs don't come from you. They come from a teacher, a parent, a trauma, a schoolmate, all of those situations that get programmed very deeply in us. And then we don't know what's our belief and what's someone else's belief. And so when we're able to go through and what we're doing is releasing it, I use a tool called the emotional release method. Um, We use neuro-linguistic programming. There's a lot of different techniques um, that we use. And it's not that we can't change what happened, but we can help help, um, people um, change the way they feel about it. Yeah, excellent. All right, so Kevin and I apologize. We're out of time. Uh, This has gone really, really quick. Kevin Martin, Lisa Shermerhorn, your website is peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. Clearly, we could talk for another hour or so. uh, Yes. And I apologize that that, that the time is uh, against us here. But again, your website, peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. Once you go there, there's a green button that says get started. You can reach out to both Lisa uh, and uh, Kevin. Uh, and, And guys, thank you so much for this. Uh, there's so much, so much that we could unpack here. This has been fantastic. This is fantastic. Thank you, Thank you Josh. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.